Okay. Welcome, welcome. We are back with another solo episode here at Gold Nuggets, which is really just the podcast version of my Substack newsletter for now anyway. Um we're just going to talk about stuff. The theme is no theme. The schedule is no schedule. Um and yeah, because that's the way I have to operate. You see, um if I try to put myself on any type of schedule or, you know, try to say, oh, this podcast is just about this. It's just gonna, it's gonna die. It's gonna die a pretty quick death. So we're not doing that. And what I want to talk about today is The Sims. And if you hear computer sounds in the background right now, it's because I am playing The Sims right now. Um, I'm not a Twitch streamer, nor do I aspire to be. I can recommend you some good ones. But, um, no, we're just going to talk about Sims today. We're going to get into it. Um, I'm going to discuss my relationship with this game while I play The Sims. I'm playing The Sims 3. And we're going to get into why. <laughs> why I'm playing The Sims 3 also. Because <laughs> um, I have a lot of really strong opinions about this game. So, welcome. If you're new here, my name is Sam. I'm also new here. This is obviously my second episode. Um, the third one that I've recorded, I've recorded another one with a friend of mine, which is going to be a segment that we're also going to do, um, not on a super strict schedule, but there's a theme and I'm excited for you to learn about it. Um, it's probably actually going to be out already before this episode comes out. So you'll already know about it. Um, which means I can tell you it's called Malefic Mondays and, um, yeah, that's all. I'm going to leave it at that because this episode is not about that, but I hope you get to tune into that as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll take a little sippy sip here. Okay. We're back. I do not believe in putting um, eating and drinking sounds into your ears. So that's why I just didn't record that part. So anyway, my name's Sam and today we're talking about the Sims, <clears throat> which I'm currently playing. I have been playing the Sims in one form or another since 2001, I think 2001, I want to say, um, which would mean I was seven years old and literally a child. Um, I have been playing, that was the original Sims, the first, the first iteration of it. And the way that I got into it was essentially my aunt, who is one of my favorite people. Um, she was, she's always been a gamer. She's an old school gamer. She has like, she used to play Atari and Nintendo as a kid, always been into games and, uh, told me, about this game when I was a kid and how fun it would be. Ran it by my mom to, you know, make sure that it wasn't like violent or sexual, you know, all those, all those things. And she was like, no, I mean, they can like kiss and make babies, but it's really kind of just glorified dollhouse. And so I got the okay to play it from my mom and thus began <clears throat> clearly a lifelong, um, 
a lifelong relationship. I wanted to say addiction and that's kind of extreme because it's not that, but it is definitely a relationship that has gone on a long time. Um, so yeah. And I mean, really it was, it, 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 for a while as a kid, I can say it was an addiction. It really took off for me. Um, <laughs> I was really, really about it. You can ask any one of my family members, um, every Christmas birthday, any, even Easter, when I used to get Easter baskets, any excuse to ask for like the newest Sims expansion pack. I was there, baby. Like everybody always knew what to get me. It wasn't hard to figure out, figure out what Sims game she doesn't have and get her that one. Um, so yeah, I played it for a long time and you know, I think my family was at one point somewhat concerned just because it's all I wanted to do. I was a pretty sedentary child. Um, wasn't really big on sports. Wasn't really big on physical activity. Didn't vibe with me. Um, group focus activities in general didn't really vibe with me. I was an only child. Okay. And like, didn't know at the time, but like now I know was an autistic only child. So like, I was not really about group things. Um, necessarily. I was happy to do my own thing and the Sims was just, it was just amazing. I couldn't get enough of it. Um, playing God, getting to just build these, you know, looking back, obviously they were probably fucking shit, but like building these beautiful, incredible mansions and these amazing houses, um, for my Sims and just having the time of my life, you know? Sims one. Oh my gosh. Okay. So speaking of the first Sims, I pulled up the birth chart. I actually already had it in my, uh, in my astro.com database. So at some point I have looked this up before, but I wanted to pull it up again. So let's see here. The Sims, this is for the first game when it first came out. Um, I don't have birth time on it. I do, um, noon charts for most things when I don't have a time just to, for the moon's sake. So that, you know, <clears throat> cause the moon can move like, I think it's like six degrees on a given day. So if you do a noon chart, um, the moon's placement is more, is, can only be about three degrees off in either direction from wherever it is at noon. So you kind of get a better idea. Um, unless of course you have the moon changing signs that day, which kind of complicates things. I ran into that with my cat's birth chart. Um, but we'll get into that at a different, on a different date. Um, <laughs> I basically, long story short, I thought my cat was a Taurus moon. She's actually, um, a 29 degree Aries moon and it shows. So the Sims birth chart, um, if you want to look this up yourself, because there's no visual component to this um, podcast right now. So um, if you want to look up this information yourself, the information that I have for The Sims is Friday, February 4th, 2000 in San Francisco, California. Um, and like I said, I use a noon chart. So what this pulls up is um, pretty funny, actually. It's a zero degree Gemini rising chart um, with chart ruler Aquarius, a chart ruler Mercury in Aquarius at 29 degrees of Aquarius, um, in the ninth house. I, you go by whole sign houses by the way. So, um, 
Aquarius would be the ninth house and we've got chart ruler Mercury there, 29 degrees. Um, moon in Aquarius is there's a pretty big Aquarius stellium going on here. Um, there's the moon. Uh, we'll just start at the beginning. We have Neptune at four degrees of Aquarius. We have the moon at seven degrees of Aquarius. Um, we have the midheaven at nine degrees Aquarius, the sun at 15 degrees Aquarius, Uranus at 16 degrees Aquarius and Mercury at 29 degrees Aquarius. So, you know, I've stated this before that by some people's standards, um, stelliums are, or stellia, whatever, who cares, um, can be kind of, they can be stricter than this. I would still classify this as a stellium, even if you took away, cause the midheaven, like the way that I classify stelliums and I've, if you follow me on Twitter, I've talked about this before. Um, I go by the seven traditional planets, not because the outers don't have any value to me, just because, um, in terms of a stellium is supposed to indicate a strong, uh, a strong, uh, concentration of energy in a chart. And it's not that having outers in the same sign as other planets doesn't have an effect or does not add to the intensity of that. <clears throat> but there's, you know, it's easier kind of to, to sometimes form stelliums. Like the easiest example I have is those of us who were born in the early nineties. A lot of us have that Uranus Neptune activity going on in Capricorn. So, you know, if you just have like your sun plus Uranus and Neptune and Capricorn, Technically, yeah, that's three planets, but I wouldn't necessarily count that as a stellium because, um, though it is a concentration of energy, it's not as rare and it's not as the, the, the slower moving planets, they stay there for a long time. They stay in whatever sign they're in for a long time. Um, the, the real true impact of a stellium is having these planets that kind of move a little bit quicker in comparison and, um, on the occasions that they line up in the same sign or the same area of the sky, you know, this creates a strong, uh, strong concentration of energy. So anyway, getting that out of the way, that huge sidebar, what I'm saying is I would still count this as an Aquarius stellium because you have the moon, the sun and Mercury. Um, and that's three, three is enough for me. People who say four, I think are just kind of being sticklers, but three is enough for me. It, it's the seven traditional planets. Um, great. Very funny that this weird ass game, you know, has an Aquarius stellium. Um, very interesting that the Venus sign of this game's inception chart is in Capricorn in the eighth house. Um, I also ran the synastry on me in this game because, you know, like I said, it's been a long time relationship. And like the fact that, um, there's a stellium in my fifth house is my fifth house is Aquarius. The fact that the Sims, uh, stellium falls on my fifth house is really funny to me because I find it really hard to play a Sim, like any Sim that I create and play. It's really hard for me to not have them all have children eventually. Like it's not like the only thing they ever do. Like, but I, but don't get me wrong. I also love like a hundred babies challenge. Absolutely love me one of those, but I just find it really hard to keep my Sims child free. Um, I just struggle with that. Most of them, if not all of them end up having kids at some point when I play them, which is fine. Um, it's just funny that that's where the stellium is in my fifth house. 
um, Mercury, the Mercury placement at 29 degrees being fairly close to my Saturn placement in late Aquarius is also pretty funny because it's like we have literally had a really long relationship. We've had a really long back and forth. Uh, I've had a lot to say about for a long time about this game. I mean, my husband has heard many, many, many rants um, from me about the Sims 4 specifically, and we're going to get into it. You're going to hear them because somebody else needs to, um, specifically Sims 4 and the Sims 3 and the divide between those, um, those iterations. Um, it's funny that I just, the Mercury Saturn conjunction makes me laugh. So this game is weird, right? Back to the Sims inception chart mars and pisces at 24 degrees in the 10th house um we have jupiter in aries in the 11th house at 28 degrees which you know jupiter rejoices in the 11th house um so i think that's pretty sweet um the fact that this game is very popular right like it's that girl and it's been extremely lucrative um but also the fact you know having this mutual mars jupiter reception between the 10th and 11th it's like yes like almost everybody you know right has played this game at one point or another um it's it's got legs you know what i mean she's got legs saturn and taurus in the 12th house um 10 degrees taurus like i said zero degrees gemini rising um pluto and sagittarius in the seventh house I, I think I do see a day chart for this game. I think I do because like for me, it's the visibility aspect to it. And like I said, the fact that like pretty much everybody has come into contact with this game at some point in their lives. Um, at this point, like, I guess I would should say pretty much everybody, like if you're under 40 or 45 ish, maybe, um, has come into contact with this game at some point in their lives. They've played it, right? Um, whether it was Sims, Sims 2, 3, or 4, um, or one of the mobile games, or one of the fucking, what it was, Xbox games, uh, busting out, or whatever. Um, it's, it's been everywhere, right? You can't, you can't avoid it. So I think there's something to that. I would see this very much being a, a more diurnal chart. I would buy this being a day chart, especially considering, um, video game launches I assume they happen in the daytime I don't really know that's something my husband would know but um yeah I'm I this the chart of this game is very much it, it'll just have you nodding your head like yep this makes complete sense to me so you know like I said I've been playing sims for a really long time I've gone through all of the evolutions, all of that very, very intimately with this game. Um, and so has my family, God bless them. Um, and I have this issue now where it's like Sims five is probably going to be announced soon. Who knows what they're going to do? I don't really find it necessary to have a new iteration. You know, there's a lot of issues with, creating a new iteration um just one the point that you have to start over right um a lot of people have had this gripe i'm not the only person who said this about the fact that when we got the sims 4 like 
there are certain expansions and stuff packs or whatever the fuck, all those categories, they are, there are certain ones that have broken, been broken apart into pieces. Whereas in the Sims three, it was like, you could have gotten maybe four of those or the features that come in these four games by getting just one expansion pack. Um, you know, there was a whole Sims three. This is a great example. The whole Sims three supernatural expansion pack. You got fucking werewolves and witches and fairies and, oh God, what are they like genies and shit? That was all in one expansion pack, my guy one. And now it's like, they just put out werewolves and like vampires is its own thing. And you know, supernatural or the witches or whatever, the magic stuff all has to be its own thing. It's like, I understand you need to make a dollar. I understand everybody needs to eat, but this is ridiculous to me that like we are now piecemealing apart these little expansion packs, um, just to squeeze, you know, it feels like it's just to squeeze more money out of us, you know? So that's annoying to me. <clears throat> also the fact that like, where are the fairies? Where are the fairies? It's Sims 4 and we've got all this other supernatural shit. Where's the fairies? I want the wings, Brenda. I want the wings. Um, so I get a little heated about this. I'm going to have to take another sippy sip. One moment. I cannot believe I've already been rattling on about this for almost 20 minutes. Um, so yeah, that's kind of an issue to me. I guess basically I, I can just get, use this section to kind of get into like, if we're going to do a Sims five, this is what I need it to be if I'm going to give them my money. And it's essentially kind of an amalgamation of all the best parts of Sims two, three, and four, and none of the terrible parts, which are mostly in the Sims four. Like there are a few, few things that I find that the Sims four is better than the Sims three for like in regards to, but it doesn't necessarily, I just, God, I just get so frustrated about this. Okay. No, we're going to get into this. Okay. I, I feel like I have it somewhere in my notes app. I'm searching for it right now about like all of the reasons why the Sims, like the things I would take from the Sims three and the things I would take from the Sims four and like how basically how I would combine those. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let me see. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Okay. I found it. All right. We're going to get into this and I'm going to start paying more attention to my game too, because I was supposed to be playing this as I recorded, but then I got distracted by the, um, by the astrology chart. So the pros, here's all the reasons why I will forever go so hard for the Sims three. They really hit Apex Mountain when they, when, when the Sims three was in its prime, they really, it was, it is a deeply nostalgic time for me. I can also admit that nostalgia plays a huge part in a lot of my opinions here. Okay. I'm not blind to that, but listen, number one, right off the bat. And I think any Sims like veteran or whatever you want to call it will, will agree with me on this. The customization in The Sims 3. I'm getting so emotional right now. <laughs> the customization in The Sims 3, like, was color wheels, babe. 
color wheels, hex codes, fucking patterns. You could get custom patterns. You could download online. It was, the possibilities were literally endless. And then we, we got the Sims 4 and it went back to this, like, no customization. We only have, like, five options for you when it comes to what your furniture looks like, your clothes, blah, 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 like, color wheels gone, hex codes gone. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Why? I understand that. I Maybe I don't understand. Okay. Maybe because I've never made a video game before. So I don't know if like the inclusion of color wheels and like all of these variables made the game is part of what made the game so difficult. Like it's one of my gripes about the Sims 3 that we're going to get to is like sometimes you had to have a really beefy computer to even play this game. Or like if your computer's not super strong, it's just not even worth playing because it's so buggy and slow and crashes all the time. So like, I don't know if the color wheels have anything to do with that. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Maybe somebody can tell me if you know anything about video game design, but like, why the fuck would you take that away? Why would you make the game less customizable, less fun, essentially? Like when this is a game that's supposed to be about like building your own world and having like ultimate free power or whatever, like I'm here to play God and you just took away my colors. Like, excuse me. So right off the bat, Sims three, I always end up coming back to it. Probably a lot of the reason for that is because I just get so tired of doing the same six things or having to rely on custom content that this is another thing we'll have to get into too, but like the custom content creators and how they don't get paid. Um, when they are like sometimes the backbone of this game or Sims 4 specifically and how they sometimes come up with expansions before the programmers can and it just or whatever we'll get into it but like there's no reason to make the game like less customizable it just doesn't make any sense to me so in The Sims 4, if you want to have any fun, basically, you have to rely on downloads and or and or modded content, right? Um, you have to, there's just, there's no color wheel and it drives me up a wall sometimes that there's not just a color wheel. Can I not just, can I not just have the color wheel for my lipstick color on my Sim? Can I not just like, like why? I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, the other thing about the Sims three that is forever and always going to make it superior to the Sims four, you can fight me on this open world, baby, open world, open world supremacy, babe. How do you take away customization in open world and call that like an improvement? Please explain it to me like I'm five because it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, why would you take away the open world? The open world in The Sims 3 is so much fun, you guys. You have no idea. It's so much fun. You probably do have an idea if you've ever played it. It's so much fun. You can just... I'm playing it right now. Like You can just go. You can just go around your neighborhood. No fucking loading screens just to walk around, visit the park, right? Like, oh, if you, it's just beautiful. It is so beautiful. And they took it away from me. And I will not rest until I have blood. 
I will not rest until there's blood. Um, in other, in other news, the Sims three also, there's a few things we'll get into like gameplay details that are better, um, than the Sims four, the whole self-employment system. I just absolutely adore in the Sims three, the fact that like, if you want to, um, be a famous author or something like that, you can just like be a self-employed, um, author and sell books and like there's still a career ladder to climb there and there's still perks you still get promotions so you still get kind of like the benefits of a traditional career path but you can claim self-employed and you can do it with so many things and I just I just love that addition to the game and also I will I do want to say I'm speaking from a standpoint with the sims 3 I don't have every single expansion pack um, I try to be a completionist, but my bank account just won't allow it sometimes. I do not have every single expansion pack for The Sims 3. I do have every single expansion pack for The Sims 4, except the two that just came out. The, like, high school and the werewolves or whatever. I haven't gotten those. Um, so that's also the point of view that I'm playing from, which is, like, I like my game to be full. I like to have every expansion pack possible. I am a completionist in that way. I do still intend to get the rest of the Sims three games when I can, like, even though it's a franchise that's not being developed or, you know, not having new stuff come out anymore. I don't care. I want them. So <sighs> that part's more fun. Um, you know, the whole, they made it so much fun to go to work with your Sims. Um, I haven't even gotten into a lot of the, I think it's, God, I'm so terrible. I don't even know what it's called, but the like, get to work one for the sims 3 where you can be like a sculptor and all these crazy things of uh um all the freelance stuff that you can do so it's just so much fun there's an element of fun and there's an element of silliness to the sims 3 that is just missing from the sims 4 from my perspective i love so many things about the sims 4 like i don't hate it that's why we're gonna get into both but like there's a silliness in The Sims 3 that I just love. Like, I was telling my husband the other day, I was up in Sunset Valley, like the OG Sunset Valley. Very nostalgic, very, very precious place to me. <laughs> and I was t explaining to him the Arrested Development Easter egg that's in The Sims 3. Um, with the guy, his last name's like, it's like, it's like Gobias Coffee, I think is his name or something like that. But it's supposed to be Tobias Funke from... Arrested Development and you know he's awkward and like one of his personality traits is never nude um and like that is so funny and I feel like we don't get those types of that type of silliness in the game anymore um okay here's another thing why why did they take this away from me why in the sims 3 do I get to have five personality traits for my sims reasonable number shit ton of personality traits to choose from especially if you have expansions okay great five is a reasonable number and then you get zodiac signs which don't really like do much like they're just kind of fun the zodiac signs in the sims don't really have any bearing on like your gameplay it's just like you can ask somebody their sign and like a little thing will pop up and be like, those signs are compatible or they're not, which is, I also am always curious about how the Sims decided which signs were compatible. Cause it's usually like signs that are opposite to each other that they say that about, um, which I can see. But anyway, you get five personality traits, you get a Zodiac sign, you get the lifetime wish, which is the same thing in the Sims 4, but you have so much more to choose from, right? Why, why in the Sims 3, 
or sorry, why in The Sims 4 did they move it down to three? Three personality traits, and the personality traits fucking suck. I'm sorry. They don't do, like, the whole personality trait system in The Sims 4, I think, is fundamentally flawed for how it adds to the gameplay, because all it really does, I've noticed this at the end of the day, and this is why it's kind of lost some of its luster to me. All the personality traits in The Sims 4 really do is kind of affect your moodlets, like their intensity and how long they last. There's, it does affect the Sims behavior a bit, obviously, right? But there's just something missing. There's something missing. It just doesn't, when you have like personality traits in the Sims 3, it is like, I'll show you right here. It, it gives you all the different ways that the personality trait will affect your Sims. So here's my lady right here. Her five personality traits are she's a slob, she's flirty, she's a party animal, she's a daredevil, and she's a hopeless romantic. Okay, so here's what happens if you're a slob. This is what it tells me. Your sim makes messes, but that's just fine. They will not feel any differently about the surroundings. Your sim can lick a plate clean to satisfy their hunger, and your sim will have no problem eating spoiled or burnt food. It's fine for them, right? These are little things built into the game that just, it's more than just, you know, affecting how long your moodlets last. Like if you're an over-emotional sim and, you know, it's just, it doesn't, it, this did not translate well to The Sims 4. She's flirty. Okay. Your sim can flirt with sims early in a relationship. Your sim's flirts will be accepted much more frequently. Your sim is particularly gifted at giving massages. Okay. Okay. So you're like, this is really like... It really just infuses the personality traits into how your sim moves about the world in a way that does not satisfy me. Um, it doesn't satisfy me in The Sims 4 is what I mean. What about this? Okay. Daredevil. <laughs> your sim performs extreme versions of normal activities. I love this because every time she goes to take a shower, it's take an extreme, extreme shower until extremely clean. That's hilarious to me. Every time. Because that's her personality, right? Daredevils love a good adrenaline rush. When they, this, your sim loves fire, but can extinguish it quickly in emergencies. Like, these are things that, in The Sims 4, I'm trying to think of a good example of as to why it, this personality traits just, like, don't do it for me. Like, um, oh, I wonder, do I have any vegetarian? Oh, I do! Okay. So, there's there's things like they've, they've started to come around, right. Where it's like, we've added vegetarian or, or lactose intolerant or whatever to, to the personality traits. The problem is you still only get three. So it's, it's harder to give your sim a real personality. If two out of three traits are, well, they don't eat meat and they're, you know, basically two out of their three personality traits is them being a vegan. Although I guess maybe that is kind of, well, yeah, that's kind of how a lot of vegans are anyway. It is, it does dominate their personality. So maybe they're making a point there, but anyway, um, there's just Sims four. If you have a Sim who's like, I don't know, what is a good example that I'm trying to think of? Like a Sim who's like family oriented in the Sims four is like, okay, they get a little happy mood lit when they're around their family. They have some extra interactions that they can brag about their kids. You know, they, they do have desires. The want system completely sucks in the Sims 4. That's another reason why Sims 3 is better. Like, 
they might want to have a kid, but it's not like in the Sims three, if somebody wants to have a kid, if it pops up in their little, like wants bar, it's like 5,000 happiness points. It's like, it comes up at a point in their life when it would make sense for them. Right. Like they've just gotten married and now they want to have a kid. These things make sense. Right. In the Sims four, you can make somebody family oriented and all it's really just that it's like, Oh, I'm happy when I'm around my family. It doesn't add that. Maybe it's the want system that's also really, really lacking for me. The Sims 3 is these, the desires that your Sims have, literally for me at least when I do my gameplay, they drive the game. It's so much fun. It's like, yeah, I love to play God. Obviously that's fun. But like, sometimes you're curious about what they want, right? You're like, well, what do you, what, what do you guys want? You know, <laughs> like at least I am anyway. I'm curious. Like, what do you guys want? Um, and sometimes it's fun to just let them, let them tell you, right. Or just like, let them live it out. You know, obviously you can turn on a free will and your Sims are going to do whatever they want, but it's like the fact that you can promise wishes to them and then you have goals to work towards. It's like you and your Sim collaborating on goals. I understand. I sound like a fucking crazy person right now, but listen, what, what else is this game? Okay. Um, this is so much fun to me. Like if one of my Sims has a big wish and they're like, I save it for them. And it's like, have a kid or get married. I have Sims sometimes they're like, I want to get married and they're totally single. They're not even seeing anybody. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You want that. So we save the wish. Right. And then we get to work. We start dating. Like it literally drives my gameplay. It literally gives me somewhere to go. I, I find it so hard to get bored with this game. I really do. Sims three, like, is just, it checks so many boxes for me, you guys, so many. The other thing that's better are the Sims three. I'll go and show you this right here in the options. Well, I'm not going to show you because, oops, because you can't see, but, um, let me look. So here in the game options, the fact that you can change, um, your Sims lifespan, it's not just short, normal, long, and you have no real, uh, you know, real options about how long different, um, phases are. This is like short, normal, long, extra long, epic. I usually set my Sims lifespans to epic. Like I'll tell you right now, my Sims lifespans in here are 1043 Sim days. Um, because I like to play a long time in one family and I like to have a dynamic neighborhood, um, where people, you know, but like they, they, they live and die and get married and have babies and all these things. I like to have that dynamic neighborhood sense, but I also like to have a little bit of control over kind of the whole town. This is the way that I play. So I, you know, the way that I do that is I turn, I let the aging be on and I let people live their lives, but I turn up the lifespan. So it's super, super long. So if I want to play say for four to 10 sim weeks, you know, inside of their lives, like four to 10 weeks. That's a long time. I would be going through like, so, you know, sometimes a Sims entire life in that time. I don't want to miss out on everybody else. So I set things to really, really long and we just go really slow. And I have a lot of fun that way. You don't have to play like that, but that's how I play. My Sims live a long time right now. It's babies. They're babies, infants for 28 Sim days. Like, do you know how long that is? But it's cause I'm trying to take my time here. They're toddlers for 56 days, which is twice that. Um, they're a child for 77 days, which is also all of these are divisible by seven because I like the weeks to line up and I'm just m mathematical like that. 
teenagers for 154 days, young adults for 238, adults for 308 days, and then elders for 182 days. So, <clears throat> excuse me, my Sims live a long time. And the fact that you can change this, if I wanted them to be babies for one day and toddlers, or I think at the shortest you can do is three, but if I wanted them to like totally skip basically as skip as closely as you can the baby and the toddler phases which can be really obnoxious sometimes I really could or if I'm like I want them to be you know teenagers for a long time because for some reason I find that really fun great you know um I can make childhood super short because you know child uh, sims are annoying to me I love this level of control also over here you can choose how long your uh, seasons are when you have seasons installed and you can also turn off seasons completely. You could make it perpetually fall if you wanted to. Like you could, you can change, you know, you could make it summer for three days, a winter for 28 days, like whatever you want to do. Like there's just so much more, uh, customization in general in the Sims three. I think it's kind of one of those things that like, was a core value that I feel like got lost in the transition to Sims 4. The core value of like, we're going to customize things and let you have completely like truly free will over this world. Like as much as you possibly can, as much as we can give you that, we're going to do that. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it got lost somewhere. Um, let's get into a few of the cons of the Sims 3 because they do exist and there are things about the Sims 4 that are superior. Um, but there's not as many cons. I will tell you that a few of the cons about the Sims 3. I think one is that the whole thing about just the game running itself, like, you, you know, some people have gaming computers and I literally watched this happen to some girl on YouTube who like plays the Sims 4. She tried, she loaded the Sims 3 into like her beefed up gaming computer uh, tried to play it and it just kept crashing. And she just was like, I'm sorry guys. Like the whole video was a bust. <laughs> like I can't do this. Um, and it is, it's a weird, annoying game. Okay. I will give you that. Right. But, um, that, so that part kind of sucks. It's hard sometimes just to even play the game. It can get really choppy at times. But, um, the other thing that kind of sucks about the Sims 3 is like when you change households, I don't like that you, that they lose their wishes. Um, this is part of the reason why I think I've adapted my gameplay over the years to like spend a long time in each household. If I'm bouncing around from, from different households within a town, I've, I've changed it. So that I spend a long time in one household and it's because I'm working on all their wishes and like, I really want to get certain things done for them. And you know, I don't have the, I don't have the ability to save those. So I have to stay here right until these wishes are, are completed essentially. Um, and that kind of sucks. But the other thing is that in my opinion, the Sims three is less moddable. Now there are still modders and content creators for the Sims three today that are, that is what they do and they're really good at it. So I'm not saying that you can't mod the Sims three. Um, it's just harder to, in certain ways, I've always found it harder to work with mods in the Sims three and it slows down your game a great deal more, I believe than it does in the Sims four. So there's that. Um, 
but also, you know, on the other side of that, it's like, I don't feel the need to have as many mods in The Sims 3. There's only a, a couple that I kind of rely on because it's just like what I'm used to. I don't really feel like I need them to have fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Okay, listen, if you mod your Sims 4 games, listen, Wicked Whims is great. It is so much fun. I love having it. I sometimes feel like I can't really have my game without it. You know, I'm really at that point just because it's just fun and it's funny and there's just so many silly things you can do and it's more realistic to have your Sims be fucking on the couch or the bed than just like woohooing under the covers, right? Mods are incredible. I just feel like in The Sims 3, I don't need them as much. I really don't. <laughs> I just, I just don't. Um, the other thing, okay, and this is very serious and I feel very sad about this, but the university experience in The Sims 3 sucks and I I'm saying that I'm saying that as somebody who's obviously biased here <sighs> universe Simpson University fucking sucks I hate that you have to completely leave your home come back and like no time has passed the whole timing system I just <clears throat> I don't like it I just I don't I don't like it so you know there's that um not a big fan of Sims 3 University a lot of my Sims and The Sims 3 do not go to university as a result, which kind of sucks. <clears throat> Sometimes kind of makes me feel like I should just get rid of, like, uninstall, you know, the installation, the expansion altogether, but um, who knows. And that's really, that's really the most that I come, that I really come up against. Um, let me see. I feel like there was something else in my gameplay the other day that kind of, was like oh this is better in the sims 4 but i can't remember what it was um i think that traveling in general like traveling around your town but also traveling like in like to the trips or to other you know vacations or whatever in the sims 3 is way more fun i do believe that it's way 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 more fun um i have such a blast doing doing traveling and stuff like that in the sims 3 sims 4 i just kind of like but the fact when they took away the open world it kind of made it so that like it's almost like my sims don't really leave their house a lot or like i, I guess i don't travel a lot with my sims because it's just like i just loading screens man i'm just like not i'm just not about it i'm just i don't know there's something about it that's, that's less fun to me and i know that there's loading screens that take fucking forever when you try to travel like to China or Egypt or whatever um, in The Sims 3, but it's like, I don't know. Something about it's more fun. It feels more like my Sims are taking an actual vacation. Um, the pros of The Sims 4. Here's what I want to get into. The pros of The Sims 4. The ability to browse the gallery and download um, player-created content while you're in-game is, is amazing revolutionary and I wish we had it in the Sims 3 revolutionary okay um it's it sucks that if I want to and I got used to this obviously over the years but it sucks that if I want to add some player player created content that I have to like completely shut down my Sims 3 go through the whole fucking process and downloading custom content on the Sims 3 is a little bit of a process downloading and installing it is it's a bit of a process. Okay. That part kind of sucks. Okay. So that in the Sims 4 is way better. Um, like I said, mods, there's so much, there's so much incredible talent out there 
creating mods for The Sims 4 and my only gripe with it is that they often don't get paid enough. You know, some of them have Patreons and they're working on it, right? And like, they're making sure that they're getting paid for their work, which I fully support. Um, but it is kind of obnoxious too at the same time to have people who make these mods. And some of the mods are like really simple fixes. Things about the game that some people find annoying and it's like, oh, I'm going to fix this for you, you know, so your Sims will stop washing their dishes in the bathroom sink. Um, and then eventually, you know, the Sims 4 comes out with a patch that fixes it for you. And it's like, okay, great. Like, yes, I want everybody to have this, but there's no credit. I don't, I'm pretty sure those, those creators are not getting paid, but they literally fixed the bug before, before EA did, before the, the programmers of the Sims 4 did. So it's like, where's the credit? You know, where's the, you know, I just, I want them to get paid. You know, what they're doing is, is really incredible work. Um, I really also, the ability that The Sims 4 has where you can edit families, um, add and delete members and create a Sim and <clears throat> it just, there's, it creates the, if I wanted to quickly develop like a family tree or some, for some kind of a, a plot or a story or some backstory even, it makes it, you know, if you're, if you're into that, if you're into story building and legacies and having these really elaborate family trees for your Sims, Sims 4 makes it really easy to do that quickly if you need to build that kind of structure quickly, right? You can make families, you could make a core family tree, right? And then you split all those people up into their own households and then you go in and you can add, okay, here's your wife, here's your children, blah, 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 here's your siblings, whatever it, whatever it is, right? The, the, the ability to edit families in that sense, right? Much better in the Sims 4. Um, and the university experience is way, way better, way more dynamic. Um, the fact that you could stay at home, like incredible, right? Not have to move out to go to college because that's more realistic um, for a lot of people. Like, I just feel like realism is an important part of this game. It's like not everybody moves away to university. That's not a universal experience. Some people study from home or they, they move out, but it's like not to dorms and it's like local still or whatever it is. Okay. You get what I mean. Um, those are the kinds of things that I wish university and the Sims three could have, you know, and we can't really, the thing that is sad about the Sims three is the things that we don't like. It's hard to, we're never going to really get a patch for them. You know, we have to rely on each other for mods. And if people care enough to fix these things, if they can't even fix these things, right. We're never going to get patches for certain things. So it's like Sims 3, you have to kind of take what you get. Um, and I guess that could be considered a con too. But, you know, if I had my way, the Sims 5 would really just combine the best parts of these games. It would bring back all of these amazing parts of Sims 3, the customization, you know, the, the little bits of the gameplay that made it more, more fun and more dynamic and the silliness and like, you know, the, the whole wishes system. Um, I... I hope that that is expanded upon or brought back in a way in The Sims 5. And I really hope that they bring back certain things about, you know, like I said, being able to change lifespan options or, you know, customize how long the seasons are and bring more customization back into the game. I think, you know, the other pro across the board of The Sims 4 is that it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous, like graphically, especially when your computer is built for those types of graphics. It's gorgeous fucking wow okay i have made some beautiful ass sims in the sims 4 and i love the aesthetic 
I have a lot of fun with that. Like I have so much fun with mods and custom content and making just these fucking just gorgeous Sims. I have so much fun with that, you know, and I don't really focus on that as much in the Sims three. I don't put as much effort into what my Sims look like in the Sims three, because for me, the gameplay is what's really exciting. So I would love for the Sims five to combine these things, right? Just the gorgeous aesthetics and the gameplay, because truly, truly, sometimes the Sims four, no matter what I do, no matter what mods I have, what expansions I use or don't use, if I try to do it, I pick challenges for myself to try to make it more interesting. Something always just fizzles out. I don't know what it is, but I just fizzle out with Sims four. I get bored and that sucks. Um, because I think there's so much potential in the game and I, I, you know, there's a lot of value to looking good, but it doesn't smell good. You know what I mean? Um, it's not, it's, it's not as rewarding to me to have Sims that are beautiful. And I spend all this time creating, you know, these gorgeous, like model-esque Sims. Cool. That was super fun. But like, I don't like, then I don't play them. I spend more time in create a Sim than anywhere else. Cause it's like playing is fucking boring. Building houses is cool if you're into that. And there's some really fucking amazingly talented people who build houses in the Sims. And there's just, Oh my God, you should see some of this stuff. Right. But like, if you're not doing that, it's mostly just like create a sim for me. Anyway, I should speak for myself. It's mostly just create a sim or building homes, right? I like to try to recreate real life houses. That's kind of my thing that entertains me. Um, outside of those things though, I don't know for me, it can just be like watching paint dry after a while. I'm just like, what are we doing here guys? I think adding back the wishes system, um, to your Sims, like, life experience would, would maybe bring back some of that, that element of like fun. I just don't know any other word for it. You know, obviously I enjoy Sims four. I would not just buy all of the expansion packs if I didn't actually enjoy it. And I keep coming back to it. But every time I hit that wall where I'm like, dude, this fucking bores me after a while. And I don't, I don't know what to do about that. So, you know, that's my almost hour long, um, rant about the Sims. And if you're still listening to this, God bless you. Um, I hope you must be just as into this stupid game as I am, because why else would you be doing this to yourself? Um, so, you know, let me know what you think about Sims five. If you're, if you're into that, if you're excited about it, how do you feel? You know, what was your favorite uh, Sims iteration. I feel like the Sims two didn't get a lot of love in here. And, um, I don't want to overlook that because Sims two was such a, an integral part of my childhood. And I had such a blast and you want to talk about silliness. Like that game is so silly. Um, if you are into drag Queens and, or, and slash or Sims two, watch, um, Juno Birch on, on YouTube. She plays a lot of, uh, Sims too. It's really hilarious. And it just reminds me of how fun that game was. Um, lots of love for the Sims too. It's something that I might actually try to go back to at some point, but for me at the end of the day, Sims three is it baby. It's it. And you know how I know that the Sims three is it for me. It's because like, 
I can play this one. I play it for much longer. I think anybody who um, has played the Sims for any stretch of time kind of knows that like you go in phases, you know, it, at least I do. It's kind of like, there's a, a, a stretch of time where I get really into it and I'm really excited about it again and, and whatever. And then I kind of get bored and it kind of fizzles out for a while. And then, you know, I, I come back to it and, um, the Sims three is one where like those stretches of time where I'm really into it, they last much longer than my hyper fixation phases on the Sims four, you know, Sims four gets a couple of weeks out of me and then I'm bored. Sims three. Well, I don't know how long this one's going to last. We could be here for months. You know, I really don't know. We could be here for the entirety of Mars and Gemini. Honestly, we honestly could. Um, so yeah, Sims three is it for me. And I also know because I am here like this whole time that I've been talking to you, I've been playing this and like just playing the pre built in families that are in sunset Valley, hopping around, um, enriching their lives, right. Following their little storylines, like connecting the dots. And now these two families, teenagers are dating like, I don't know. To me, the fact that this game's like the families that are already existing here and the, the pre, you know, the pre built in people and stuff, the fact that even that is entertaining for me, it, that's how I know this is a good game. And I don't know if that, if you relate to that or if that even makes sense, but like the fact that I don't get bored with just the fucking, you know, the people that the game gives you. All right, the fact that I don't just immediately go in and delete everybody like I do on The Sims 4 because all of these people just like are irrelevant and like kind of their stories are kind of boring and like their houses are ugly. I don't f necessarily feel that way on The Sims 3. Like I come in here and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the way this house has been decorated. I get so much inspiration. These people's silly little fake lives are already interesting enough to me that I can just like jump in and just play, you know, and not really, you know, I just follow the kind of what they want to do you figure out what's going on in their lives you know I'm like oh this this family this family's got a bunch of fucking kids like what are all these kids doing what are we going to do about that how are we supporting these kids and then i find out like oh my god the dad's been unemployed this whole time like okay we got to get him a job right it can't be just mom working when you have five kids uh, so you see where i'm going right like this is just there's it's more entertaining for me it's more satisfying creatively um it's just, it's just got this silliness, this lightheartedness. Um, not to say the Sims 4 isn't lighthearted, but it's just got a silliness to it that, um, that I really love. This has got this element of chaos. The personality system is over the moon. Incredible. Um, we'll never, we'll never forgive them for, for ruining personality traits the way that they did. Um, oh, one more thing before we go that the Sims 4 that I hope will we will carry into the Sims 5. The Sims 4, they have been incredible when it comes to like gender inclusion and stuff like that and like the recent even the recent addition of giving your Sims pronouns, the way that they've always kind of differentiated between like okay, does this Sim get pregnant or does this Sim get other people pregnant or does this Sim do neither? Um do they sit down or stand up when they go to the bathroom? Very simple non-gendered ways to just like to describe and delineate a person that you're creating 
beautiful i think it's chef's kiss right i love the fact that the game in general the game's ui defaults to they them pronouns okay it's a little thing it's a little snowflake thing that i love okay um and i hope that continues and i hope they keep that in the sims 5 um and i'm sure they will that's a thing that's lacking but in general in general the sims 3 has its shortcomings but in general it's a superior game for me it is so let me know if you feel the same way let me know if you are excited for sims 5 to come out if you um you know if you're just gonna purchase right away like if you've got full trust or you're gonna kind of wait and see i want to get this conversation going and i want to you know i'm sure there's not much that we can do but i would love to put pressure on the on the sims 5 programmers over there to be like listen motherfuckers if you want my money if you want my goddamn american dollars this is what you're gonna have to do or i'm gonna sit here and keep playing this old ass game that's like that's it because sims 3 does it for me baby all right i'll talk to y'all later